This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. Well, good morning, Harvest. Hi. <laughs> I get the short message. <laughs> it's great to be here. Great to see familiar faces. Sometimes I don't remember the names, but I definitely remember the faces. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. And uh, it's kind of emotional. I was telling Woody, I said, you know what? We're just thankful for Pastor Mike and Rhonda. Because they've stood with us for years. And we appreciate that. We appreciate you for believing in us, for believing in all of our people back there, but for continuing here. They're no fluff, you know? <laughs> They're real people. They're amazing. They just love Jesus. They're not about the latest, greatest, and, oh, we should try this, we should do this, we should, you know, that's the latest Jesus fad, so let's do that. Um, they're just real. They're great people. I think we need to applaud them. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, yeah, we need to appreciate all these uh, servants of God that, stay the course. They stay the course. They, they refuse to get out of, you know, the calling of God. And, you know, there's many people ending up, you know, selling uh, you know, coffee seeds or something like that, you know, shut up in a little, tiny little room. And, you know, but there are, there are people who stay the course, the course. So, and that's very important. And that's what we've been also hearing people telling us. You know, we've been watching you for years and we're glad that you, you guys have been staying the course, you know. And so we just want to appreciate your pastors and, and leaders for uh, just believing and also saying yes and, and going wherever God sent them to go, you know, and taking teams along with them to uh, get your feet also in in ministry around the world. And, uh, and so we just praise God for that. So uh, I have, a, I just completed a book and uh, it's called Faith Journey and God's Divine Interruptions. And just finished it, you know, <laughs> God's Divine Interruptions. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he interrupts your life and you know, and you have that when he does that, you know, it's, very painful and difficult and, you know, it's very uncomfortable. But when you get into his, you know, get into what he's trying to do, into his zone as though it were, then you start to see the whole thing unfold and you begin to understand, aha, so this is what he's trying to do, you know. And so we just, uh, I would like to present it to Pastor Mike. It's the latest from the press 2018, you know. So Pastor Mike, I'd like to present this to you, Pastor Mike. Is it, is it signed? It's signed. It's signed, it's oh, signed yeah. sealed. And, <laughs> and so, uh, and for those who would like to get the book, it's usually $7, but we're giving it to Harvest for 5 <laughs> We should be giving it to you free, actually. But uh, if you want to get a book, it's available at the book uh, table at the end of the service. And Melanie would love to see you come and visit her table, visit our table at the end. We're gonna, because of uh, time, we're gonna quickly just go through uh, the slides very quickly, just for those who may be new to some of the things that, uh, uh, so that you kind of, when you see a face and a, I know you do see that a lot, but still when you see it again, it kind of helps you to kind of bridge the distance a little bit easier. So we're gonna look at the first one and uh, uh, Sri Lanka is, as we, uh, is a island nation, half the size of Alabama, 22 million people. 
and less than 2% born again evangelical Christians. So we have work, and Pastor Mike has already prophesied now that the minority will become the majority. Amen. So we are believing, we'll give with him, and we're going forward to see that happen. So we are in the Colombo area, and you know Pastor Heron, he's up there in the Vaunia area, and then, you know, we do things around the nation. Yeah, let's go to the, it's south, uh, southeast of India, about 30 miles away from the Indian uh, mainland. So let's go to the next one, and this is Overcomers Church, uh, and these are some of the guys who are now uh, holding down the fort and, and doing uh, okay, doing well. We've been away for a few months, and so this is like the acid test, the crucible, and they've, they've weathered it out, and they're doing pretty well, so we're very thankful. Sometimes when we go out of the picture, it helps them to do even better than when we are there. Sometimes there's a little bit of the familiarity becomes a little bit sometimes, you know, sometimes the honoring is not enough when you're too familiar at times, you know, and so when you move out of the picture, they appreciate you even more. <laughs> So we want to stay away, no. <laughs> but they really have been doing pretty good. And so we see all of the, you know, the hard work that has been happening over the years uh, going on well. Let's go to the next one. And this is our Shepherd's Heart family. And we have a couple of girls, actually one girl, the left-hand corner at the back, she's ended up going to Bible school here in the U.S., a place called Texas Bible Institute with the birch fields. And then she's gonna to go to Christ for the Nations in August, she's got a scholarship. So that's our first girl from the orphanage that's now come making this huge trek, coming all the way here and uh, you know, getting herself equipped to, to get involved in missions. So praise God, we don't wanna just raise up kids to just escape whatever they came out, but we want to help them to get into the calling and the destiny that God has for them. Amen. So we're going to go to the next one, and uh, that is our Bible school. There's Pastor Mike there, and he's been a blessing from the beginning. He has uh, uh, come and, you know, uh, been our guest speaker and, and invested into the Bible school, and, and uh, it's been going on now for about 15 or 16 years. So we praise God for that and brought others along to come and support and strengthen and multiply, help multiply the work in, uh, through the Bible school. In fact, the Bible school is touching 13 districts out of 25 in the sense of students coming from, attending from 13 districts. So almost half or a little bit more, our goal is to get to 25. We will have students from all 25 districts being represented and going back to that locality to bring transformation. So we're gonna to go to the next one and uh, that is, uh, our, we have a computer training program for the really underserved community of our city. And so they are not Christians, they're most of them, all of them are really uh, from Buddhist or Hindu or Muslim backgrounds. So we charge them a small fee, but we give them a six month course and we teach them also how to write a resume and how to face an interview and that's helping the city and the community and the government is now getting involved with that and finding us being a blessing uh, to the community, to the city. So sometimes we have to use these strategies to connect and to be a blessing, especially in a very non-Christian environment. So let's go to the next one. And this is our preschool. And all those little, uh, all the little victors are there. And so we praise God for that. Victor a little bit bigger at, by this stage. Let's keep going to the next one. And uh, this is our history maker generation that uh, began in 2002, young people, and uh, it's continuing, the fire is spreading. Young people from all across the nation are still coming together to be awakened and trained and equipped and empowered to go out and fulfill the destiny, their God-given destiny. And so we praise God, Pastor Mike and Rhonda have come and invested into these young people over the years. And today, as you can see, big smiles. Uh, they, they're ready to, to uh, go out and awaken a generation for the kingdom of God. So let's keep going to the next one. And uh, 
And this is our Oasis Fellowship. And we have our ministerial and church network here. And several of them just doing great things, awesome things for God. Uh, and I think we are, we've got one more probably. And then we'll, yeah, this, these are water wells that we've been also doing up in the north. Where Pastor Heron works, and uh, these uh, wells, are, uh, they, they, uh, it's very difficult to get clean drinking water out there. So, and, and the war was on, so all of those things, now the war has died down, it has ceased. But so we build these wells out there for about $2,500, and it supplies water for about 25 families. You're talking about 100 plus people. And so it's built on a believer's land, so he gets to connect with the community and begin to also give them, introduce them to the spring of living waters. Amen? So just to give you a little bit of an understanding, we've built about 12 wells now up in the north, and it's really helping to connect uh, the church with the community in a very tangible, real, you know, way. So, uh, so Muhammad Ali, was on the plane and he uh, was sitting in his seat and uh, you know he was not bothering about the seat belt and you know the, the on the speaker they came on saying everybody please get your seat belts on and uh, so Muhammad Ali refused to get his belt on and so the you know the stewardess came up to him and said sir would you mind getting your seat belt on and he said uh, Superman don't need no seat belt, you know? And so uh, he, she says to him, Superman don't need airplane. <laughs> so get your belt on, buddy. <laughs> Push the limits, you know? Uh, so we are thankful for Pastor Mike again for our relationship which started in September 1988 on the streets of downtown Dallas and the West End, going out witnessing. You know, I was a part of the team. Mike was our hero. He led the team with this big cross. You know, who's this guy? I had never seen these guys carrying crosses and walking around, and I saw some radical, you know, different type of Christianity, you know. He'd pick up a mic and start preaching, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, and we, so I just continued to be a part of the team, and our relationship started there, and then we again reconnected several, uh, several years later. And then, boy, it's just working together across the nations. Amen. Only God could put you together from, <laughs> to, uh, to, from the other side of the world. Only God could put us together. And it's amazing when he does that. And so, you know, all of you guys need to come to Sri Lanka at some point, you know. Got to wet your feet in the work of the kingdom on the other side of the world. Angie, you have to come. <laughs> but, <laughs> you've been shaking your head too long, dear. <laughs> Chad, get her. <laughs> hey, that worship leader, uh, God's got his hand on you, buddy. Curtis, we really appreciate you leading us into the presence of God like that. I believe God's going to raise you up as you, you know, you got a hunger and a purity, and I felt the Lord was going to, I saw you leading like rallies and, you know, in a vision, and I felt God's really got his hand on you, pressing. God's got, there's a purity, there's a genuineness on the inside that helps people to connect with where you're leading them, and I believe that God wants to use you to lead lots of people into his, to encounter his presence. Amen. So, uh, we're going to get into the word if we can. And uh, we're talking about how Haggai, some of you say Haggai, but I'm, I'm going to say Haggai, chapter 2, verse, verses uh, 5 to 9. And uh, well, let's go, yeah, let's go from 6. This is what the Lord Almighty says in a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. So God's got something glorious coming. 
Uh, already he's, you've seen a part of the glory, but he wants to increase that glory to a higher level, step it up so that uh, you can go where God is calling you to go and you can see what God wants you to see. You know, we are living in times when God, the, you know, the world is being shaken. We all are being shaken. All kinds of things happening. You try to tie something down and then from somewhere else it starts to manifest, you know. And you, know, you wonder what's going on. Shooting, killing, all these crazy things. And so, and we've got to get training now, <laughs> you know, to, to protect ourselves. It's, you know, whoever heard of times like that? You know, in the church, out of all places. And so you see the, you know, the enemy, the, the evil is getting greater and greater. But also the glory is going to get greater and greater. It's not just the, the, the evil, but God's going to give his church strategies. How to overthrow the wicked plans of the enemy. And that's why we need to press in to the glory of God. God's got something. He is never going to be outdone by the enemy. No matter how bad it looks, and no matter how much the news may play it up, you know, God's got, he knows where he's going and he knows where he's taking us. He is coming back. He is, he has, he is working with a plan. And sometimes we don't see that, you know, all the time, but his plan is unfolding in a greater measure across the nations of the earth. You know, and in this passage, we see that these guys had started to build uh, the, the, the Israelites had started to build the work of God, the temple, but they had, they had been a lull for a while. Like for 16 years, they had faced some opposition and resistance. And so then the prophets came and started to speak God's word and encourage them. And then they got up again and started to rebuild and keep going. Amen. So I believe this is the time to now get going to the next stage of what God, he's brought us to a certain place, but he wants to move us higher and, 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 uh, and, and further in what he has. There are many words being uttered in our hearing today about what's gonna happen, about, you know, uh, you know anytime uh, Jesus may come, um, you know, the sh shooting, where is it going to end up? Uh, you know, what's gonna happen to the government? All kinds of things being uttered to us in so many ways. But we've got to listen to the word of the Lord. Amen? We've got to filter through all of that and finally find out what's God saying in, in, to us. Because, you know, what. You know, kids are being told all kinds of things. That's why they pick up these guns and do what they do. They always, you know, on games, playing, shoot him, shoot him, kill him, go after him. You know, they're being brainwashed with all of the merchants and the vendors that are wanting to make money out of these guys and prey on them. And so we got to start speaking into our kids' lives in a new way. You know, sometimes pastors say, it's not my job to tell the people what they should do. I just teach and let them decide. Then who are you letting decide for them? You know, sometimes we can't take a passive. We've got to get also active, connected. You know, we can't be so independent that we forget to be interdependent. You know, kids can't be given certain things at a young age. And so it's important that we take our, as fathers and mothers and pastors and leaders, we've got to take our place. We've got to rise up and be the fathers, the mothers, the pastors, the leaders, uh, the elder brothers that we need to be to the coming, upcoming generation especially. We can't leave for them to teach all our kids uh, everything that needs to be learned. Let them decide. Some of them are not ready to handle that. You can't put a, a Harley Davidson in a nine-year-old's hand, <laughs> a heavy bike, you know? They're gonna topple over and hurt themselves. We gotta put it when they're ready for it. Amen? No matter how good it is. So we got to learn how to, we can't go with the culture. We gotta stay connected with our kids and with our children and with that next generation. We've got to uh, filter out and see what God is starting to say to us in, in all of this. The news, the culture, the education, uh, the past experiences are speaking all kinds of words to us. But in the middle of all of this, what is God saying? And that's what's important because God's been there to the other side. And he's coming back again to this side and telling you, hey, I've been there. I can lead you to where you need to go. 
It's not like he doesn't know what's happening there. That's why we need to get into his will. As we are still in the initial part of 2018, we need to put God's will first in our lives, God's purposes in our lives, and we need to let him lead us into what he has for us. So whose words will we listen to and follow? You know, when I went to Bible school, I went kicking and screaming into Bible school. I didn't want to be there. I'd have missed meeting you, Pastor Mike, <laughs> if I didn't, you know. And so, uh, but, you know, I was not wanting to because my mind was, you know, doing something, wanting to do something else. I was in Dallas. I was, you know, uh, there for a little while. And then I was thinking of business school and nothing wrong with business school. But for me, it was not <laughs> where God wanted me to go. Right? Nothing wrong with business school. Nothing wrong with all the training. But when God puts his hand on you, then you have to be willing to change your plans for his plans. Because he knows best. He's been to the other side. And he's already gone ahead and prepared some things for us long before we came on the scene. And so, kicking and screaming, I went into Bible school. And then, then you know, everything changed there. And uh, that was 30 years ago. Amen. <laughs> uh, we're just, uh, we were only like 15 years old when we went to Bible school, right, Mike? Right? <laughs> and so, you know, on completion, voices were telling me not to return to Sri Lanka. I was a young person. My country was in war, war in the north of the country as well as in the south of the country. Embattled, you know, communists in the south, terrorists in the north. What do you want to go back for? You're 26 or 20, whatever, you know, you, what do you want to go back for? You know, so an Indian travel agent, I went to get my ticket, you know, to return. And so he says to me, what are you going back to Sri Lanka for? Don't you know that they have this evil war going on? Why are you missing this opportunity? Everybody wants to come to America and what are you turning and going back there for? So, you know, he's kind of jolted me for a moment. Because I was full of vision and passion and fire to go and, you know, shake the nation and win it in 80 days or less, you know. And so, uh, but, you know, when he spoke to me, suddenly I kind of wilted under that, you know. I thought, boy, maybe I should rethink this thing. I could do a few trips back there and, you know, all that kind of thing. But I kind of, you know, for a few days I was wavering. But I felt the Spirit of God rise up on me and say, no, this is a distraction. He said, I'll give you, a, I'll help you get a green card. Boy, the whole world wants that. Yeah, most people want that green card from around the world. Now, was I going to take this man's offer? He said, you can get me, uh, you know, ticketing done through your school, your college and other colleges. Like, I'll give you a job. But don't go back. Suddenly, this guy whom I didn't even know, suddenly wanted to dictate to how I should take my... Because he, he cared, obviously, for this guy, whoever he was. But I had to listen to what God was saying to me. And I went back to Sri Lanka, uh, empty-handed, nothing in my pocket. And somebody gave me a check for $500. When I encashed it back there, it bounced. So I was on the hard, bare ground, starting from nothing, you know? And so, we, but, we've, but we had the fire of God burning in our hearts. War was going on, yes, evil. But we had the peace and the presence of the Lord with us to steer us ahead. And so some, someone said to me, you know, uh, aren't these opportunities that come your way? Isn't this what God is trying to give you? And so we have a young lady who's studying here at the DBU right now. And uh, she's from our church. And she says, these good opportunities that come to you, should you refuse them? She heard my story. I said, well, not everything is from God. Not everything. If I took that, uh, I, I took, I, 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 you know, grabbed that bait, probably I would have never met you. And all that God is doing in Sri Lanka right now through the ministry, you know, we don't know how it would have turned out to be. We would have never met. In fact, she got to go to DBU because of us. We connected her with somebody who was a, 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 who was a donor to the college. I said, all these things of you pursuing what you and you were going to do would uh, not work out if I had said no, or if I had accepted what uh, that great offer 
that was very appealing. So we got to start filtering through, you know, there's so many voices talking to us these days, you know, uh, just, just a little bit of involvement with church is good. You know, no, we need to get fully involved, engaged with what God is doing, building his church, building our families, building our, our cities with the presence of God, with the purposes of God. Others are going to come and take that over and make it even more difficult for us. And they are. If we don't rise up, we got to, we can't sit here in our cold weather and, you know, <laughs> be the frozen chosen. Amen. We got to wake up and get the fire of God. Now, I wish you had turned up the heat a little bit for us when we came to <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, we were bombing. Mean, we were just, you know, <laughs> uh, shaking like a leaf in the cold wind, blistering. And so, uh, what I'm saying, we got to rise up. We got to rise up, folks, because God, that's the heart of the Father. We've got to listen to the Father. We've got to start heading forward. And, you know, if you want something done, you need to tell people who are doing something or who are already busy. So, if you're busy, you're the best people to do the work of God. You can't say, no, I'm too busy, I'm this, I'm that. I'm not saying you have to come and get involved in everything that's going on here. But build your family. Build a small group. Get involved in your school and pray over that school of your kids. It's amazing what God can do if when we start to rise up and take our place. Now these shootings that are going on is because again, the kingdom of God, we are saying they took prayer out of the school, they took the Bible out of the school. So we kind of bugged out. We have to find ways to get back there. Hello. We can't, if, we, if, we, if that vacuum will be filled by all the evil that Satan wants to bring. Our city was under terrorism for 30 years. We got together as pastors. I brought them together. You know, the year of 2000, and I said, we got to get together. If we don't, this place is going to continue to uh, be on fire, and the wrong fire. And so we came together every month, I would get the pastors of our city, whoever turned up. I begged them to come and just get, have breakfast and pray together. And you know, from the time we got together till the war stopped, 2000 to 2009, what happened? The, the terrorism ceased in our cities, completely. It was happening all around us, outside. But within our gates, it had stopped. And ours was the administrative capital of the nation. High security zone, <laughs> highest. Uh, so, but we began to make, uh, repent, reconcile. We began to make declarations and, and, and decrees, and God began to move. Sometimes we don't have to do a lot, uh, what, but we need to do what we need to do. And the whole, the gates were closed in the spirit around our city. And finally the war ended, a 30-year-old war that we, nobody thought would ever cease, it ended. Over 100,000 people died and all kinds of you know, devastation. So you and I have power on the inside, mothers, fathers. Get together and make, get together once a month. Pray over your schools. If you can't pray inside there, pray outside there, doesn't matter. And do some prophetic stuff. Amen. Go in there and pray on the phone. That's what I do. I go on the very, you know, high surveillance areas and I pray on the phone. I'm talking to God so they don't think I'm a madman. And even if they do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, they hang from hooks and all kinds of stuff, and they look more worse than me. So why do I care about what they think about me? I don't care anymore. I have stopped caring anymore. I only care about what good people think and what God thinks. So I go into those places and pray. And go into like places where they oppose us, and I pray there on my phone. And God begins to move. Kumar and I went into a chief engineer's office one time in the municipal council, prayed, he was out. We were there only for three minutes, but we took authority over that spirit of the Antichrist. We chased it out and then they approved our plans. Amen, so we, got to, we can go to places, we got to be creative, we've got to, but we got to not release the schools into the hands of these wicked people. Enemy is going to do a lot more.
Look at what Europe, Europe bugged out. Uh, the Christians got very frozen and chosen. And then what happened? They didn't even know what, what's happening. They almost took the prime minister out last year. You know, so we, we can't be, we can't withdraw. We don't have to be crazy, but we can be creative. <laughs> Amen. We can, be, we can be used by the Lord to turn these things around. It's amazing when 10, 20 people get together. Just, you know, we saw these things happening. We had prayer rallies and things like that. And God began to put a new protective shield around our city. And we never stopped praying, coming together. For 18 long years, we've been going on once a month. So people of God, you got to pray. Yeah, you don't have to, as I said, make those decrees and declarations. And tell the enemy he cannot Oh, uh, that this is not the new normal we're going to get used to. Amen? Can we stand to our feet for a moment and hold three people's hands and make those declarations over your kids' schools, over the whole school system in this uh, west, uh, southwest or northwest region? Uh, can we just do that? Okay? Let's pray over all the schools of Minnesota. Okay? Just three of you. Uh, if you, yeah, just make some declarations uh, and, and forbid what is going on in those schools and bring God's presence and protection in there. Start praying. Start making those declarations. Yes. Lord, we invite you back into our schools in the state of Minnesota. And Lord, we repent for not rising up to the measure we could have risen up, Lord. And Lord, today we come together in agreement because you said when two or three pray in your name, it will be done. Lord, we close the doors now on all the shooting, all the violence, all the mental issues, all the, Lord, the detachment of leadership not taking their rightful places. Lord, all the atheists that have driven out the Christians, we say today we are going back in the spirit in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And we are taking authority over every violent spirit. And we say today, God, we invite you into our school system around the this, this state and around the nation. Lord, we say expose everything and we say Lord, the people in high places who need to deal with those things, a new alertness and a new vigilance and a new active participation in uncovering, exposing and getting rid of those elements we declared. We bless our schools, Lord. We invite your magnificent presence, your authority and your power in Jesus' name. We as God's people say Everybody say, we as God's people, we declare and decree that angels are coming into our schools, that the walls are being rebuilt, the breaches are being closed, and we say the peace of God and the protection is returning to our schools. Anarchy is leaving, shooting is leaving. Violence, bloodshed, mental illness is leaving our schools. We say the kingdom of God is advancing. Now give a shout of praise to the Lord. Yes, Lord, ho! Yay! Victory! 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 You may be seated. Thank you. See, you need to do this once a month at least. You need to get together with parents from the schools of, that are believers. Just get together. If you can't go into the school, that's, that doesn't, doesn't matter. Just do it outside the school. Amen? And then just walk in and just like you're looking for your kids and take your phone and make a few, one minute declaration and move on on your business. But you will see the power of God being released. God wants to go back there. Those dark places, God wants to go there even in greater measure than we can imagine. And we, we can stop this thing. We can turn this around. Lord, we say this is not the new normal. Amen. Everybody say this is not the new normal. We say this is decreasing. This is coming down. In Jesus' name. So we got to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew 6.33 says that, you know, Israel had gotten distracted. 
the material blessings were more important to them. Uh, their career, their education, their paneled houses were more important than building uh, the kingdom of God, building the house of God, uh, taking the gospel, the truth, the, the word, uh, and, 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 and reading it and worshiping the Lord and inviting his presence back into, uh, into, that, into Jerusalem. They had been away for 70 years in captivity. So they were having to rebuild this thing again, bring it back again. There was a vacuum there. And so we need to do, you know, they delayed in obeying God. They misplaced, got their priorities misplaced. Good people, but their priorities were misplaced. You know, and so therefore we got to get back and make it a high priority to once again, uh, to bring back, uh, you know, the presence of God, the word of God, and the purposes of God back into the forefront. We got to start seeking him first. We got to start getting together again and, 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 and do, doing things that we should be doing to see his kingdom advance in this region, in this northern region. We need to see on fire People of God are going to the nations of the earth. Uh, and you, you, this is a very important church. You have touched the nations from here. You've take, gone to all kinds of corners. So there is a high calling on your church, on your lives. Amen. You have a destiny. And you cannot take that lightly. Our God-given destiny. God has great plans for you and your church. You have a large inheritance that you'll need to go and conquer. You can't sit and wait for it to come to you. Amen. The gates won't come to you. You have to go towards the gates. And you have to advance. And then God will open those gates for you. This is the year of, or season of open doors. God's opening doors for us in a way we have never seen before. And we need to enter. We may have to press through. But God's opening some tremendous doors like we've never seen before. I mean, I finished my book in like within a month. I finished writing that thing, you know, 14, 12 or 13 chapters that I've never written, you know, like that before. And then it's on Kindle and it's on Amazon and all that kind of thing. I've never done something like that before. <laughs> this guy from the third world, you know, had never done. <laughs> He's, he, he just barely. <laughs> and so, but these are doors that God's opening. He's shifting us into a new place to do things that we had never done before or could not do before. We are here, you are to impact the world and bring transformation to cities and nations. Amen. Does that sound exciting? Doors will open greatly in this season. What, what is like, uh, what does destiny really mean? All the days ordained for me were written in your book before any of them came to be. Or came to being. You know, the, there's a plan God has for your whole life ahead. David had a, a whole bunch of things he had to do. Uh, kill the lion, the bear, the Goliaths, defeat the enemies, bring the ark, be, uh, prepare for the building of the temple, uh, bring Israel into order and make it the greatest nation of that time. Amen. That was his destiny. We have a destiny, all of us. A course of events and also the be the person that he wants us to be and so there it's not boring it's exciting it's uncomfortable at times but it's exciting you get to go to places you and eat kind of foods and meet certain people gatherings uh, uh, and all kinds of people but you, you come come away inspired by your experience and so uh, that was Psalm 139, verse 16, about destiny. The sense of destiny cannot be taken away from you. You and I were created to fulfill destiny. And we need to respond to our God-given destiny for our lives and for the nations of the earth and for the kingdom of God. Amen? Uh, you know, pa pastors and prophetic voices will help stir a sense of destiny within the people of God. But you cannot let that destiny uh, go away from you. You got to hold on to the destiny, the purposes of God that he wants for your life and mine. You must awaken to the sound of destiny. Amen. If I dis disobeyed the movement that has started and is spreading now with all of us together would have been thwarted. But because I said yes, 
And I said, yes, doesn't matter what the price is. God is going with us and we're going to get uh, moving and get the job done. We started with nothing, but now it's spreading. Amen. All across the nations, it's spreading. And so uh, the minority will become the majority. Your pastor, uh, he, he's a prophet. He's a prophetic pastor. So you've got to listen to him. There are certain things that he says that just jump out. And you would lose if you didn't take note of those things. He's been coming and just giving those little, you know, popcorn type some one-liners sometimes. But, you know, over the years we've seen those things, you know, starting to turn around. So he's a prophetic pastor. And you've got to encourage him and, and go to him and tell him, hey, your word spoke to me and, you know, I'm believing for what you said, you know, what God's saying to come to fruition. And you need to come and support the arms and, and, and build this work because you've got some great men and women here, I can see. I can see hunger and, and a real thirst. But I feel like there is, I sensed the word was back foot. We've got to get onto the front foot. I'm not picking here. But I heard the word from God, if I'm correct, some are on the back foot. You're taking a passive role. And I'm not picking on you again. <laughs> I'm trying to stir up the fire again to get on the front foot because it, it's a little bit nervous and, and risky, but there's, it's, you're going to see the results of your obedience, what's going to happen, you know? And so, uh, you know, we've seen the young people now rise up and do what they do. And see, God told us, even with the Vaunia, the North, the young people movement that started there. I said, uh, you know, when Heron started talking about that with me at the beginning, you know, I was like not so interested. Then God just pulled, yanked me and said, you know, you, you all prayed for that war to stop. Now, what are you going to do to hold the ground? This is what is happening here. We want to, you have to, you guys have to go and hold the ground and advance. If not, those guys will go back to terrorism. Those young people grew in an environment of heavy duty, dark terrorism. Now it's over, but their minds, they have been, you know, they have been tainted with that whole thing. Affected. We've got to go and speak life over them. Speak the word of God over them. Tear down those, uh, uh, those, uh, those bindings and strongholds and point them back to, because that region also was very responsive to the gospel more than even the south. And we began to call that, that now you need to, uh, you need to get back to the call of you, maybe the, the, the minority, but you responded to the gospel more than the majority. So you're the big brother in the spirit. Amen. So they're going back again this year, 3,000 young people from all of the north being brought together. And so the young people are being now again, you know, redeemed from that brainwashing of all that doctrine of death and destruction and terrorism that went on. So I wanted to sit in Colombo and not bother about that, but the Lord said, go, go up there with these guys because you guys prayed for the war to stop. Now hold the ground and advance, because I'm going to bring a revival into that region. Amen? So we got to hold the ground and move forward. And uh, God can use the triumphant remnant to get this happening. I know if you give me another five more minutes, or about seven minutes, I will be done, okay? And so we, have, so, you know, we must fight for our prophetic promises. Prophetic promises have like, they're like handles. Whatever you grab, whatever is for you. Amen? And you start to make that yours and you start to war for that. And you start to pray over that to come into fruition. So these promises, these words, these prof prophecies or these, these teachings that are coming to you are like prophetic handles. And you need to take a hold. They've got handles on them and you've got to start embracing them and, and pulling them to yourself. Uh, using our unity and authority to usher in God's purposes. Now see, we, we got together and we, we saw the war going on. We saw the craziness of the nation. We saw what Buddhism and all these isms can do to a nation and keep it in a state of going around the mountain forever and ever and ever. 
those nations need the need the truth the word of god they need the principles that come from the word of god these those nations are in such calamity because they have tried to live under some other uh, you know doctrine and it's not working therefore we have to start the process of reconciling that again to god's purposes and so uh, you know we began to uh, josh job chapter 22 says uh, verse 28 that we are to decree certain things and that and, and then god will bring it into fruition 22 verse 28 and it says there when you what you decide on will be done and will light will shine on your ways another version says you you decree something and it will be established and so we began to decree things together uh, the war is going to end the war is stopping the the nation is turning around and we began to decree that together and we saw you know visions of planes coming from the north to bomb the the nation and long before the planes came we saw visions in our prayer gatherings and we we, we spoke to those planes and said even if you do come you will not do any serious damage in this region and that's how it was several light planes came over from the terrorist north and they could not have the desired effect so god shows us what to how to pray you know and to t- turn things around uh, so we can decrease certain things and declare over you know the government over our schools over our cities over our families and god will start to get into action as a result of that for example we have a good friend we've been uh, mentoring her rosie is her name she's a politician and she has she's a believer spirit filled tongue talking you know a uh, woman of god she was mrs world <laughs> there's something called mrs world she was mrs world in 1985 and so she was a popular lady and so we've been you know she's a bit she's been a believer and so she and us began to connect and we've been working with her for about over 10 years to walk with her and to help her to get into what god had for her as a christian politician you know and we do things like that too we don't bug out of anything where we need to be we don't give it to the atheists we don't give it to the unrighteous we got to get into those places we, yes we do healing meetings every month and get people saved we get the lost saved into the kingdom but we also do this Amen. Every now, right now, next week they'll have two healing meetings, <laughs> Kumar and Mitch. <laughs> we are getting people saved. Now we're not just getting ourselves off track here, but we got to get the whole counsel of God. We got to get into all the mountains and the places of influence and start to br- crack and break into those places and bring the kingdom of God. Amen. We can. God didn't tell us to offer it to them. Why well, religious thinking did that to us? No, we don't compromise, but we go and we we go into those places. So she was she uh, was battling for now recently as mayor of Colombo, which is like mayor of New York City, and that's a key place for a Christian spirit-filled woman to be, you know. And so so uh, we began to pray with her and encourage her. and uh, and she came to our church in fact for prayer several times and to our pastors gatherings to get prayed over you prayed for them in the church yes we did yes we did we went we were the men of god and we got gathered around her and prophesied and declared that this mighty woman of god a non corrupt non fraudulent woman of god with a sound mind is going to get into those key seats and start taking back those places for the kingdom and so she got voted in as the mayor of colombo and uh, there's about a million votes out of that she got the majority and she was now she is being uh, the inauguration is going on then we also at the same time there was another mayor in our city which is next to colombo and this guy was opposing us for many many years wouldn't even pass our uh, permits wouldn't uh, uh you know blamed the monks for their resistance and refusal and so we began to sense the lord telling us close the door on that guy and he was very fraudulent he was a real corrupt politician very you know and so uh 
God began to speak to us about a year ago and say, start declaring over this, uh, this, this mayor that he's not coming back in. He looks like the most capable, popular guy in the city, but he's not coming back in. And we began to declare that and proclaim it. And the party that he was a part of broke into two, split into two, so he couldn't have the votes like he could have before. See, God has a mysterious way of working. So the guy's completely out. And we, another woman in our city, was introduced to us by Rosie, a Buddhist woman. She came to us for prayer before the elections. And after the elections also, she's coming to prayer. Buddhist woman. And she's gone into our, our council, so she's going to help us get all our permits taken care of. Amen. Amen. So we are sitting on the top of the police. We are, with, we are good friends with the police now. Well, we have, they even asked us to decorate the police station for Christmas. They had never done that for eons of years. <laughs> never. They said, our police station looks so, you know, when you say station, it's 250 people at work there. So it's a huge you know, thing. And so he said, can you decorate our uh, station for Christmas? And we did. We went over and we got candy and all these guys going and decorating the police station and making it look grand for Christmas. They're not coming to the Lord yet. We're not in a hurry to get them saved. We don't want to muddy the water. The Lord's timing will come for us to get those guys saved. But until then, we're keeping the door open. Those guys are coming to us. They are showing us tremendous faith. Buddhist. 100% Buddhist. Aggressive Buddhist. Broke up our prayer meetings with guns loaded. They would walk into our prayer gatherings before. But when we started to take things and turn things around with God's grace, now they are in such good relations with us. Nobody dares to touch us. Amen? Yeah. Building in those non-Christian environments, you've got to find God's strategies. So we can decree. We stood and stopped. We got Rosie in. We stopped this other guy from getting in there. And we got another woman in there who's open to the kingdom of God. Folks, we can do it. I know this sounds a little bit strange and different. I wish I could preach to you about people getting saved. A lot more, but you've heard that so much. Now you need to see another part of how the kingdom of God must operate. Amen? And I want to close with this. So we were standing in the gap to permanently stop uh, the terrorist activity, to stop these false, fraudulent mayors coming in, and to open the door for God's people to start. And we, we are a minority, less than 2%. But a Christian mayor in the most important city of the nation is something to give glory for. Shall we give the Lord a, an applause for that one? God has an amazing way of doing things. So we've got work to do, folks. Uh, let me close with this story, and I will pray for some of you also. This lady was uh, dying of, she was hemorrhaging, and she was, uh, went to the doctors for two months. Doctors said, we can't do anything for you. Sent her home to die. And so her, her uh, son-in-law and daughter, they come to our church, they're a part of our leadership, said, Pastor, what can we do about this? Is there anything we can do? So I said, well, and we had prayed and nothing had happened, you know? And uh, so we began to, I began to seek the Lord and we were doing a 48 hour uh, prayer watch. We are in two hour sets, people would come and pray, you know, and worship for 48 hours, you know? And so we do that at certain times, at the end of the year, when we start the new year, when it's very dark and the occult is very high, we do things like that. Uh, we have worship and intercession, harp and bowl going on. And so I said to these, uh, then the Lord spoke to me and said, now get a prayer cloth and take it to that, uh, the, the watch and get everybody at the end of two hours to spend 10 minutes declaring over this cloth that this lady, Pearl, is not going to die. Her hemorrhaging is going to stop. And she's going to glorify God. So we got them every, for 48 hours we had that going on. Then I said, take this cloth and go put it on her body and keep it on her pillow so she's touching it all the time. And let's see what the Lord does. Two days later, her hemorrhaging stopped. Now it's tw 10 months, completely stopped. She came to the church and gave glory to God. Amen. 
Nothing is in God's giving strategies how to overcome some of these things, you know, and to how to overcome some of the things we don't think we can. So I want to close with that. If you have any physical ailments, I want to pray with you. And God's going to touch you. Amen. But we want to call Pastor uh, Mike and Pastor Rhonda up here. We want the leaders to come and surround them. Uh, we're going to uh, have them stand like Moses. Okay, they're not like... You know, they're the modern <laughs> cutting-edge Moseses of this time. Okay, we love them very much. We want the leaders to come and, and gather around them and make some declarations that we are going to go forward. We're not going to stay on the back foot. We're going to go on, we're going to put, put our feet. Amen? Anybody in agreement, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Yeah, we've got to get on the front foot. Okay? So I'm going to ask some of these guys. I'm going to ask our worship leader, Curtis, to start praying first. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord God, we just thank you for Pastor Mike and Rhonda. We, we thank you, Lord, how you're using them. We thank you, Lord Jesus, how you're going to use them this year, God, and just what you've impressed on their hearts, what they've been carrying out, Lord. We just ask for continuation, Lord, that you would continue to speak to them. You'd continue to lift them up, Lord God. We just pray protection over them, over their family, God, in every aspect of their life, God, that you would just carry them, that, that they could walk into an ease of just following you, of just answering your call, God, and of ministering in this year, God. Just an ease, Lord. Like Pastor Mike was talking about, a bumper crop this year, God. We just, we just declare that over them in Jesus' name. want more of the leaders to come here too, if there's trustees or board members or are there anyone like that who hasn't come yet? You, I want you all to come and surround them. Can Pastor Mike, can you move forward a little bit uh, so they can stand behind you? It's like what you're saying is we are behind you. Uh, we are not going to just, you're not going to do all the work yourself. We are going to become the body of Christ. We are going to be a part of this uh, harvest force that you want us to, uh, that you are leading us to be. Amen. So I want you to also, uh, so anyone else who's on the leadership in any form, you know, please come because we want you here and we want, uh, we want to, this is an important moment. We're going to ask our brother to pray uh, prayers like, uh, you know, we, uh, we are going to release them to be who they are. Mm. Amen. And we're going to rise up and fill some of those places that we need to be filling in. Amen. Mm, yes. Father, I just thank you so much for this team, this ministry team, Lord, and uh, what you've done in and through them. And we just call forth the prophetic out of them even more, Lord. Lord, that they would uh, decree your vision and your wisdom into every situation that we find ourselves in. Lord, and that uh, you would continue uh, to help us walk in victory and walk in wisdom. And prophetic utterance just come forth easily. And Lord, that they be uh, living in peace, knowing that you are leading this entire, uh, entire church, Lord. And you have got us on a path. You've got us on a path, Lord, of victory. And uh, uh, Father, we, just, we claim that new ground right now. We know there are many... Uh, in this area, in this region, and even the world, that uh, there will be many thanksgivings to you through us and through everything that we do. And we just receive it, Lord, right now. We receive your peace yes. and your strength, Father, and uh, your wisdom. Yeah. And let us be found faithful in loving one another. And we just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, I'm going to ask you to also do something. Uh, can all of you... Just take one foot and, and, and put it forward and say, we are moving forward. Say with me, we are moving forward into the purposes of God and into the destiny. We are not going to be in the back foot anymore. We are going to put it and make it the front foot. We are going to step out from the front. We are going to step out into our destiny. Now keep walking forward. Now keep walking and declaring over yourself. This church is going forward. It's, keep going, keep going. Yeah, just keep going. 
You Americans know how to be free, so now be free, guys. Come on. We Asians don't know how to be free. You go, you, you, need, you know how to shout and hula and ho holler and the whole thing. Keep walking. All of you come out of your seats and keep saying, we're, we're moving up, we're moving forward. Yes, just keep walking, that's right. Just come on, come on, come on. You. Now, Americans are not people who are shy, come on. You can be shy. Asians can be afford to be shy, but you can't. Come on, get out of your seat and say, we are going forward. We are going forward. And we are going to take the things of God, the purposes of God. We're going to take back all the places of influence. We're going to take back the lost. We're going to take back the sick. We're going to take back our schools. We're going to take back our councils. We're going to take back our territories. We're going to take back our government. We're going to take back our nation. We're going to take back. This nation is going to be the light, the beacon to the whole world. Lord, we are declaring that over church for the harvest in Jesus' name. How many of you in the business world? Would you raise your hand, please? All of you who are in the business, workplace, you know, marketplace, would you raise your hand? Okay, Father, we declare over them that they are going up higher. Father, that doors are opening for them and that new doors and gates are opening and angels are at the gates to assist them in fulfilling the purposes of God. We say like Jacob who saw the angels rising, uh, 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 ascending and descending, angels were at the gates, and so we say angels are there to help them in their assignment. Some of them have big deals that they're working on, Father. And we say today angels are coming to help them, to assist them, to get into that next level, into their next phase, and we break off any disappointment or anything that's trying to keep them stifled or going around the mountain. We say that is ending now in Jesus' name. And we say these people are rising into their next level and they are receiving assistance, angelic assistance, to fulfill their assignments in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a shout of praise. Yes, Lord, a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, we also got to release our leaders now. Okay, that means the, the others have to rise up. The 12s and the 70s and the 120s have to rise up. It's exciting. It's going to be exciting, guys. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. It's going to be exciting. Uh, you're going to touch your city and you're going to touch the world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're getting excited here. So, Father, we just thank you now for all that you've done here. And we just, uh, Lord, we just release your people to also go into higher positions of influence in the city and in the nation and even in the nations of the earth. Lord, this is not a normal church. We say this is for the harvest in every, every territory and every setting. And so we ask you to pour out your fresh oil over them, Father. Fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. Anoint them. Lord, put new keys in their hands. Put new weapons in their hands, Lord. Lord, let your word be like a flame in their lips, O God. And Lord, give them, Lord, your strategies, divine strategies to move into the next phase, to move up to the next level into what you have for them. We say, Lord, we just break off all the limitations. All the distractions must bow. We say they're getting refocused again on what is most important and that is seeking your kingdom first and your righteousness fathered. And all these things will be added unto them. And so we bless them today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And if you have any physical needs, back problems, shoulder, God is moving these days and touching. So if you have any physical needs also, you may come and we'll lay hands and believe God to uh, do the, uh, the healing work. Thank you, sir. Grace, God. Um, one thing we don't want Church of the Harvest is to be boring. Amen. <laughs> and how many appreciate Pastor Woody and Mel? Thank you. And you know, what Woody was talking about 
is a spiritual principle. We're going to receive an offering for them quickly, and Woody's going to be here, Mel, to pray for you, especially if you need a healing. They have an anointing in that area. Uh, so I just want to encourage all of us to do something here to invest in their life and ministry in the church there. Um, the scripture says in Hebrews 10, 39, but we are not of them who draw back. But we are into sin, actually, the scripture says. But we move forward in faith, and, and we are saved. Amen? So, so that's what God's call is. And what he's been talking about is spiritual warfare. And I've taught on that in the past. Probably look like I may need to teach on it again. The importance of taking authority and that, that there's power in the realm of the spirit. Amen? Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times in meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.